Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. Welcome back. We're here. So excited. To talk books. It's book club week. Yay! So excited. Yes. I feel like this month went by in a blink. It did. Like, we had a really... It wasn't a feeling, it was a fact. Yes. We had a really um, different schedule than normal. We usually Mm -hmm. have a very regular recording schedule. We record the same day every week, same time. This one, not so much. No, it was, we just kind of were like on the wing, flying around, whatever. Yeah, wherever we could fit it in. And I don't know if that had to do with it, but it just felt like super, super fast. Last, this, just a few days ago, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to read my book. (laughs) We are going to be recording. We're going to run out of time. Yeah. So I. And that's not usually the, we're usually really on the ball. I know. But it is back to school season and it is a season. It has been a for sure big year. Jamie's yeah. starting a whole new classroom and a mm-hmm. new school. She had to put it all together. I had to move and reset up and started school this week. Yep. New students. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot of names to learn and faces and stuff. That's a lot. And Sarah just sent her <laughs> baby to kindergarten. Boo hoo! All day. All day kindergarten. It's been a- I've got kids all over the place. Yeah. High school, middle school, elementary. We're doing all the schools. All the different drop-offs and pickups. And it's I am a lot now to keep track of. on my own for a significant That's, part of the day. Yeah. And I'm trying to like, Figure I don't out. even have words to describe my feelings. There's a lot of feelings. Yeah. It's a different, I have three kids. So when I remember when that happened, like, I think the first day Ava went to she went to first grade all day. So not in kindergarten, but when she went to first grade, I had lunch plans with friends who were all in the same boat. No, we had breakfast plans. Okay. And then there was another group that did lunch. And I went to both because I could I remember being like, I sat and talked for hours with friends for breakfast, and then just jumped straight over to lunch and talked for hours. (laughs) And then it was time to pick up. And I was like, well, that went by fast. Now that wasn't every day. But of that, course. I probably that should have planned day, something like that. It was just it was delightful to not, yeah, not be in my own head and just that freedom. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I have had a really rough six. week. I'm going to cry about it yeah. on our podcast. <laughs> it's a hard Talk to you it's about, a hard transition. Like, I think you nailed it in the head when you said earlier, um, like, it's the first time I haven't had someone, like, depending on me, relying on me or to take care of. Yes. Like, all of a sudden, I'm just like, what? Who, who am, am I? Who am I? I remember it clearly going through. What do I do? What do I like? Yeah. What? Who was I before? Because I only have known myself as mom for the last so many years. And now there's a few hours in my day that I'm not mom. So who yeah. am I? Like my whole it's almost like a foundation whole is kind of like rocking like a boat and I am just yeah. unsteady on my feet. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. And it's it takes a little while to feel comfortable with just you. Yeah. Again. I did not know I was so insecure on my own. Can I just well, say that? How this could was you? shocking yeah. to me. I feel you've like I'm always, like I'm busy. I'm on the ball. I got all my own things. I got things that I do on yeah, my own. Right. I am not all my kids. That is very and true too. Yet. And yet they're always there and a part of that. Too, yes, though, that's very true. You're dropping them off, picking them up. I also think um, at one point I had elementary, middle school, high school, 
and you have pick up and drop off, pick up and drop off. Yes, that has three different start and stop times. And so by the time I would start with high school and middle school, drop off in the morning and then go home and get my elementary ready and drop off. I've spent two hours just doing that. Oh, yeah. So even though it was like, oh, I have six whole hours to myself. No, two hours in the morning was drop off. Yep. And then another hour in mm-hmm. the afternoon of pickup. So that just took three hours of that. Yeah. And I'm sure. really only left with three hours to do all the other things. I mean, it yeah, really. If you really take it apart like that. Right. But can I tell you the greatest thing in my life right now? What? I think I already told you, but I'm going to tell everyone else. My oldest is driving. And it oh, is the joys. the greatest thing ever. I'm so close. We got him an Keep old car. Me. And he's in charge of taking, so I have two in high school this year and one middle schooler. So he drives everyone to school and brings everybody home. Oh, that is divine. I get myself ready for work. And then I drive myself to work. And everything else is taken And care I drive of. home from work. And then they just show up. Oh, how about that? I can't wait for you to have a driver. We it's going to happen soon, right? So close. You're so close. So close. It, like we could count it in weeks. It is life changing. And I just, I thought I'd be super nervous. Mm-hmm. And the first couple times he went off on his own, I was, I was like, we're not going to, I can't do this. Nope. Yeah, nope. Totally. I got used to it really quick because it is life changing. That's amazing. The greatest thing. It's the greatest thing ever. Okay. I'm so appreciative of him. Like he brings them home. That's he just, well, he's such a good kid. And he's so responsive. He is a good kid. So I love it. I love it. He takes <sighs> them to their lessons if I can't or if I'm That's in the middle helpful. of making dinner. I don't have to like run off, arrange like, oh, I better make dinner or get it started now, but not have it on the stove when I have to leave it this. Like, you know, I all those little things. I cannot even imagine not thinking like that. That, yeah. Like, when that's I'm just how like, I can my start afternoons work. Dinner now. Because Bennett can go and drop them off and pick them up. It's so great. I love it. Or like I can't tell eating. you the excitement. Everyone has to wait until every, until I'm home driving. Then I have to make the and food. And then you make the So yeah. we eat late because I couldn't get started. Because you've been out running for hours. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. It's wow. great. It's great. Jamie. You're giving <sighs> that me part peeks of my week into this has been great. a new life. That my son is a driver. Um, the new school year, the first month is just a rough month for all teachers. Yeah, just learning it's, routines and schedules. Somebody and- said, somebody posted, one of my teacher friends posted on Facebook this quote. And I, um, I can't tell you how real it is. Like, it's so spot on. The first week of school feels a lot like trying to explain what the color number four smells like. <laughs> that is my brain this week. It yes. is just like mush. Yeah. Mush. Trying all the new routines that you teach the kids. And we sent them home three months ago. Yeah. And they had all the routines. And now oh, you start we have like to start all over. With a whole new group that's a year younger. And then you're like, oh yeah, I gotta Ugh. was it's it this not hard last year? It just that you seems left yeah. off with. Yeah. Yes. And then you're sad that you don't get those same kids. There's a lot of feelings this week. A lot oh. of feelings. New kids, and that's exciting, but they have so much to learn about just functioning in a classroom. Well, because these, you've got kindergartners, like, they're just getting comfortable in a regular classroom, you know, and with the structure of a day at school. And that's a a lot for a a little one. Transition, yeah. I have a little one, and you know, she's doing all day kindergarten, which is different for Utah. Most Utah's half day. 
Um, but we're we're it's taking transitioning. A jump. Yes, yeah. and um, she got in the car on the first day, and I was like, "Okay, tell me your favorite part of the day." Because like asking her, I I don't think she could. I'm like, "What did you do today?" She'd be like, "School," you know. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, "What was your favorite part?" You know, what her favorite part was rest time. <laughs> Where they lay on the ground with a blanket and a pillow. <laughs> that was her favorite time of the day. Uh, rest like, time. Okay. And does she nap at home anymore? No. No. So it's not like no. this is something she's used to I or loves. I think it's just a busy day. Like their brains nice are being be engaged calm. constantly the whole yes. time they're at school. And so for that minute, she could lay down and like relax. Yes. <laughs> like not have to think. It's so true. And kindergarten is a total different show than it was 10 years ago. Totally. Or, you know. Absolutely. It is like. It's there the is real a high deal. demand. We are not there for playtime and snack time. It is. Right. Curriculum, structure, like it's it's a different. She was busy. Yeah, so she's busy and learning yeah. day one. And she needed her rest. And I'm she like, what was the worst day. part of your day? And she, her older sister is in fifth grade mm-hmm. and was picked her up from her classroom and brought her to the car. So I picked him up. At the like side yeah. of the school, I don't go through there anyway. Yeah. I park on a street a little bit from the, next to the school, and to. they come to me. So um, Reese picks her up and holds her hand, and it was so cute. They're like holding hands and walking to oh, my car. It really it so was so much. cute. But I'm like, what was the worst part of your day? And she's like, Reese made me run. <laughs> she was tired, <laughs> and she did not want to run. She was going day. too fast. Like, slow down. I'm tired. I'm tired. Like, Don't make me run to the car. Just those, like the best part and the worst part. Rest time and having to run. Like she's exhausted. <laughs> she's so it was tired. a big day. Did she go right to bed that night? Oh, she was tired. She, she came just... to me and said, do I have to go to bed now? Like, oh Please no. Make me go but to bed. tell me it's yeah. time. <laughs> My high schooler fell asleep at like 7.30 both nights, That's the first two nights of school. Even he was ex- like- It's a lot. They're little, right? they're little bodies and he's not a little body. He's a big bodied <laughs> boy, but it, their brains are working and they haven't worked all summer. And exactly. It's exhausting. We're it is, all it's exhausted. Exhausting. Yes. So- Well, we can now books. say, let's set that aside. Yeah. That's not why we're here today. But- we lo- we're here for a lot of reasons. Yes, therapy. that's true. And therapy. that was just part Whew. of our therapy for the week. But Thank you for giving that we to We did me. read a book. It was so fun to read this book, actually. An old school Kristen Hannah, which yep. was fun to have knowing Kristen Hannah for like the last, I'd say, six years. Mm-hmm. She's been on my radar. Oh, I've been I've reading, been reading her, her, first. her for a long time. I'm trying to think my first one of hers was probably Nightingale. Oh, really? And then I read... See, when Nightingale came out, Nightingale came out for me, I was like, what is this? Because she really had never written a historical fiction like that before. Yeah. I think Nightingale was my first one. And then I did the road, the Alaska one. Oh, yes. Something Alone. The Great Alone. The Great Alone. Yep. Anyway, so for me, this was, she is a new newer author. I'd say I haven't been oh. her tried and true before Nightingale. I am one of those that jumped on the bad bandwagon at Nightingale. Which is great. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I've been reading her for years. I could give you a list. I felt like it was, I was surprised to find one I hadn't read. Had, okay. So that was, that for was me, this. it was like, oh my gosh, I haven't read that. How have I not read that? Because I've read, I feel like I've read all of hers. Yeah. So that was like a fun surprise. Okay. And I, you- I 
It was, yeah. it was felt like a Kristen Hanna, but it was also different. Yeah. We need to stop right here. Okay. Before we get into it. And I announce do. our I next want book or we'll read. forget. Okay. And then we'll go all with the, with back to Kristen I want to talk about it, but I will wait. Okay. Our book for next month. I dun, 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 September. am so freaking excited about this. Before you announce it. Yeah. Tell us why we picked this book and how we came about it. Okay. We chose this book because we have a regular listener named Sally. Hi, Sally. Hi, Sally. We love getting your messages. Yes. She has reached out a couple of times, and we love it so much. Please tell us what you love and what you are reading and what you think about our podcast. It's our favorite thing in the world, actually. And Sally messaged us about um, a book that Jamie had been talking about in one of our What's on Your Shelf episodes that mm-hmm. she was having a really hard time finishing. Yeah, Commonwealth. What the, I talked about it, it's been about a month ago, that yeah. I've tried to read it a couple times and just can't. And so yeah. I, like, she for the about second it or third time, on the podcast. put it back on my shelf and said, maybe another time in my life, but was feeling guilty about it. So she reached out and was so cute, like... She agreed with Jamie. I agree. And I was just talking to someone else in my book club who said the same thing. And I was like, She's oh, like, don't worry about it's it. Not just Put me. it away. So thank you, Sally. It was kind of fun. That was really sweet. It, and it really did make me feel better about it. Totally. But it's not just me. I know. We I all are like, please, when we sing, like, what did yeah. you think? Like, I actually do want to know. Yeah. Um, in that same message, she was like, oh, and by the way, we read this really good book in our book club. And I think you should read it. So she was recommended a book to us. So on that note, here we are. We have decided to use Sally's recommendation for our September book club pick. Yes. So when we looked it up, it gets great reviews. I actually, when it came out, saw it on some lists, but it it didn't jump out at me as something I would typically like. And so I didn't look deeper into it until um, Sally recommended it. And now... Um, I'm really excited. The book is called How High We Go in the Dark by Sagoya Nagamatsu. It came out January of this year. So it's a newer book. So it is a it is a newer book. And I am really excited. I'm super it's excited. Almost like the first sentence of its synopsis was like, <laughs> yep, I'll like this book. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, go for it, Sarah Reed. <laughs> okay, so here's the synopsis. For fans of Cloud Atlas and Station Eleven, yep, yep, fan. a spellbinding and profoundly prescient debut that follows a cast of intricately linked characters over hundreds of years as humanity struggles to rebuild itself in the aftermath of a climate plague. A daring and deeply heartfelt work of mind-bending imagination from a singular new voice. Beginning in 2030, a grieving archaeologist arrives in the Arctic Circle to continue the work of his recently deceased daughter at the Batagaika Crater, where researchers are studying long-buried secrets now revealed in melting permafrost. I (laughs) have nerded out on viruses that have been released from permafrost melt. What? This it's a whole it's a thing. It's a thing. And I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. That's right there. Okay. Yes. Including so mm-hmm. other things that are coming out in yes. the permafrost. The perfectly preserved remains of a girl who appears to have died of an ancient virus. This is so 
I'm so excited. This is Once so cool. unleashed, the Arctic plague will reshape life on Earth for generations to come, quickly traversing the globe, forcing humanity to devise a myriad of moving and inventive ways to embrace possibility to embrace possibility in the face of tragedy. In a theme park designed for terminally ill children, a cynical employee falls in love with a mother desperate to hold on to her infected son. A heartbroken scientist searching for a cure finds a second chance at fatherhood when one of his test subjects, a pig, develops the capacity for human speech. This is so all over the place. (laughs) A widowed painter and her teenage granddaughter embark on a cosmic quest to locate a new home planet from funerary skyscrapers to hotels for the dead to interstellar starships sequoia nagamatsu takes readers on a wildly original and compassionate journey spanning continents centuries and even celestial bodies to tell the story about the resiliency of the human spirit, our infinite capacity to dream, and the connective threads that tie us all together in the universe. What the heck? I, oh. This, I'm like, okay. The infinite capacity to dream and the connective threads that tie us all together. This is quite a synopsis. Oh, it is. There is a gazillion things happening in this story. A pig that talks? Like, for a second, (laughs) I will say... There are parts of this that make me go, what? what? And then, and then there's parts that I'm like, like, yes! Uh-huh! Yes! Yeah. I'm feeling all kinds of things I'm about this book. Really excited. Um, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. I agree. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited, too. Thanks, Sally. Yes, thank you, thank you. We love our listeners so yeah. much. Yep. You're the best. Really. But today, today... We are here to talk about Magic Hour by Kristen Hanna. Or Wild by Kristen Hanna. Both titles, same book. So tell me what which one you like better now that you've read it. I can see both titles. Um, I like the idea of Magic Hour. I do too. I think, because before reading it, I voted Wild because it kind of, it just, I liked the new cover it was better. kind of intriguing. I, it went with what I thought the synopsis was. After reading it, I like Magic Hour. I liked Magic Hour. I like the idea of that sunsetting through the trees and the outdoorsiness of the story. I think it was a better fit for the story. Yeah. I mean, I like Wild. She's wild, yeah, right? Right. Um, but it also just kept making me think of the book Wild, where she lives outside, where she takes the trail. Oh, yes. I haven't read that one, but I know what you're talking about. And then about. they made it into a movie with Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Where she's I like, like finding book. herself in yeah. the wild. Yes. Yes. And she hikes that whole thing up the coast. Anyway, it just reminds me of that, which is named Wild, which was a great book. But I kept my brain kept going to that instead of what this story is about. So I like Magic Hour. I did too. I especially, I like the there's one better. part in the book, right, where they bring her outside for the first time. Uh-huh. Um, I'm jumping, but this well, is what, what it's all to about. the title. So there's a part in the book where they bring the wild child outside. She's been inside now for a very long time, and they bring her outside for the first time. And she's like, home. 
Yeah. Right? And they called it, they think they referenced that it's magic hour. Right. Because the sun is setting, you can hear the She's birds. She's at peace with, this is what she it's knows. It's calm. And it really is like this moment of the day mm-hmm. that is so magic. It is. And it was so the so it's descriptive. Like the work is done. We're that at I could the imagine end. it. Yes. The world is putting us to bed with its sunset. Like, I just yes. felt like... The calmness of yes. how crazy this whole situation is and all the unanswered questions. Right now, that that's over. Just, the day we is done. We don't have to think about that. We'll come back right to now work we're tomorrow. Gonna, yeah, we're going to just sit but in this moment. We're going to enjoy. Of calm and peace, peace and, and some happiness, yeah. you know. I just In d- the chaos. Yeah. I really did. I really liked. I just love the title. I think it's sweet. Yeah, I think so too. The old title, the new cover. Yes. That That's is a the better match. combination. Yeah, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. What did you think of the book? I really liked the book. I really did too. I gave it four stars. So I ultimately, I was like, it's not a three star book. Mm-mm. Definitely not a three star book. But it's also, oh, I had a hard time with four stars because there were some things. It is definitely. Krista Hanna has evolved since this book was written. Sure, It is not on par with her newer stuff. Uh-huh. And there were some things I was like, eh, there was some, yeah. But I love so much the idea of finding, especially because I'm an early childhood educator. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of human development, child development. I want to, like, study. I want to teach her I wanted all the details of her development and I wanted to be there with them doing it like totally fascinating how your body just readjusts to what you know and what you do and like she was talking with birds as if they knew like the singing like had picked up on their language and could mimic it totally she hadn't heard she talking she was so cool. By the way, this was published in 2006. Okay, Just to so give you some is, reference yeah, of like this how many books Kristen Hanna has, has written since then. this one. So it's kind of fun to see her evolve as a writer. Yes. I Not that I didn't like this book or it was bad writing. It was great. No, yes. But she has evolved and has and is a stronger more storyteller now. Sure. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Um. I I so love. I gave it four stars as well. You gave it, but four I stars, really but wish I could have been things. like three point eight. Sure, okay, it was just under it for me, but I can't since I can't. It was a four. Star you pushed for it me. up. Yeah, so it was Round like a high up. three. A high three. There you go. Yeah, I and I think sorry, that's good. I didn't mean to interrupt you with that. No, I'm glad that you. I was interrupting too. I was jumping around trying to find the date and wanted to throw that in there, but um, I I loved a lot of things about the book, mostly because. With Kristen Hanna, she does this in all of her novels, but in this one too, you feel like they're real people. Absolutely. Yes. She writes a believable character. Yes. And like, you know, our main character, Julia, is very good in her profession as a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. psycholo- I think a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Because she can prescribe medication. It sounds like she was yeah. doing that in her practice. Uh-huh. Um, who has this you know, devastating experience. And at first I was kind of like, I didn't love how much blame was put. Like how, if you, if she is convicted 
Right. What does that mean for every other person? I mean, it puts such a risk on our providers. Yeah. And what they do, and they can't be expected to see all the things that a person might possibly do. Yeah. Yeah. I did feel like how devastating. I'm. I'm. I. How the media was so harsh on her. Mm -hmm. Like no one can know. Even when that was done and over, and she was there to talk about. Alice, yes, this wild yes. child that they found, and they just kept bringing up questions about what had happened before, and that was like, you know what, that story's over. There, this is new. We have a child who we found yeah. in a tree with a wolf by themselves. We yeah. don't even know how old this child is, and you are asking me questions about That's my past. Crazy. Yeah, like this. We have to move on. Can you imagine? Like, what is the right thing to do when you find, like, or you see a child? Like, can you imagine finding a child that comes out of a situ a bad situation? Let's say I don't live by a forest. We, we live by mountains. We do like, live by coming mountains. Out of a mountain. That would be a good point. Yeah. Or like somehow gets away from a captor. Like, how do you? handled like i don't think there's a procedure for For what you do yeah i was thinking about that like you see a girl climb up into a tree and there's all the even then that first moment all of a sudden like there are stories about her she flew she yeah she had wings yes what everything is sensationalized in the media right at that point and what would you do they don't know what to do and they catch her with a net and I'm like, oh, that's going to be that so, traumatizing so traumatizing to her. But she's already so traumatized. But if she's so, and they said she was so quick. Yeah. And so wild, how would they away. have caught her otherwise? But at the same time, oh. It was very, very sad. There's just so. I was sad that the sister, Ellie, the police officer, had to give her a shot. Yeah. But then I also thought that was the, like, to do all the, like, to clean her and yes. do the, like, a, doing a rape kit on a child. Like, oh. like they had to do all those things. Yeah. They had to look for broken bones and mark every, they had to do those things to try Sedated. to. yeah. So, yes, she should, they did the right thing there. And it made me think, for rape victims, that is, they should sedate them. Like, Because it's need so to traumatizing to, to go through all of it again. But... It made me question that. Is it more traumatizing to think they're going to put me under and I don't know what they're going to do to me? Oh, that's a or, very good point. Yes, put me under. I trust you. Do and I don't want to relive but it. Who can like, you trust what? anymore yeah. after an experience like that? Right, right. What is there a more you? D- I think at that point, way of handling you have to someone be after able trauma. To say you have to give. Have an opportunity to consent, to consent, yes. to consent, to consent. Yeah. Over and over and over, over and over and over, over again. everything. As traumatizing as that would right. be, it yeah. would probably also be validating. Yes. That you get to choose. Mm-hmm. That you have, yes, absolutely. Sorry, I took it off, but that's what my brain was yeah, thinking yeah, at yeah. the time was. I think it's a very oh, good Sedating point. her, great. She doesn't have to experience this part of the trauma as they're Which I do agree with a physical for a child. And, yeah. Like, there were things that needed to be done and how horrific it all could have yeah. been. And like, with her reaction to, I mean, she's been living on her own in a... We don't even know. Uh, 
who, where did she come from? Where they know they knew nothing. Unreal. 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 Yeah. And then um, having the ability to have Julia come and live with her, mm-hmm. to be able to be with her twenty four hours a day, to to watch build a relationship. And learn. Okay, and so trust. this is where I had questions. Okay. And I don't know. I don't know much about the rules. Uh-huh. But I kept thinking, like, what is, like, what are the ethics in this kind Patient, of a situation? Yes. Per- yeah. Provider because relationship. I can see how beneficial it is, and it would be for someone, because you care about them. You're uh-huh. invested in their well-being. Uh-huh. And she seemed to really treat it professionally, like mm-hmm. her notes. She took avid notes. Yes. And was it a better place for her to be in a home situation? Absolutely. But what is the ethics there? Because the alternative, in my head, it would be we keep her inpatient in a hospital setting, which that's not that's not going to... That's super traumatizing. That's Wouldn't rid- it be? Yeah, it seems like it would be a really rigid... Because she's again captive. Yeah, and not teaching her. Because then once she's gets to the point that you release her, she then has to learn a whole new what home looks like. Yeah, and there's and not anyone that's be. specific that cares about you. It would you. be different There's not like a parent figure... Yeah, that's true. ...who like loves you in an inpatient facility. I do want to kind of know like what would the protocol be in real life? I don't know. Because I do, I did like that it was, it ended up being very healthy, mm-hmm. but I could also see how if the wrong person uh-huh. was guarded your care and you were in charge of everything. So one person took care of everything. Right. Your mental and physical well-being, like, and emotional, all the things like that. And it kind could of. be exploited. Right, like, so, and then sometimes you're too close to see things. Yes. So sometimes you need that. another pair of eyes that's standing back a little. So if she's the only one, which she had her sister Ellie, there, mm-hmm. and there were other people and involved. Max, that, the doctor, was mm-hmm. like checking in on her physical like right. health, and um, as she was getting better and recovering from right. the trauma of living, which I in guess the wild. it seems like it would be standard. That once she no longer, for a medical purpose, needed to be in the hospital, that they would turn to foster care. Sure. And so the fact that she was the guardian, the foster care guardian that could give that help That's to her around the That's where I was, clock. I kept going back and forth in my brain. Would it be better for her to be in a foster care like a home uh-huh. where... It wasn't where she was being evaluated and taught and, you know, all of the things that she was trying to get her to do right. in therapy. Right. Where she could get a break and just be in a home. But then you never know what that situation really is, is like. Right. And so yeah. I'm like, the best thing is like they were good, trying to do is awful. to find her family. Yeah. Like to find her family and you think someone is missing you. Right. Anyway, I went back and forth. And ultimately, I do like that she got to be with, with her. I almost feel like it would have been nice to have like a caring family in this little town. Yeah. Where she could see other children, maybe. But maybe that would have maybe been too, too much. Maybe that's too much too soon. And that's something they eased into. And it needed to be 
done slowly as because think about is she's going to try to run constantly like the, the that would be really hard to want to be a caregiver with 24 yes. 7 and making sure that she's safe yes yes and, not and they were able gone. to do that for her yeah and i think julia sincerely cared about her mm-hmm. just regular well-being which came out over and over again like when other people other scientists came and wanted to study her right or felt like she should be shouldn't be taught anything and be continue to be wild yeah oh that was kind of sad yeah that's abuse that's neglect yeah if you're not get providing education when education is possible that's yeah that's neglect you Totally. Uh, but I also, from a human development standpoint, wanted to study her myself on language development and on so many different, like, I can see how, like, it's just fascinating and so uncommon of a situation that when it comes up, it could be a really good study because it's such a unique human experience totally and not one that i would ever wish upon anyone no. or want to be a situation no, just devastating but in but when it occurs and it has happened there are stories of children who have lived in the wild and and it's just the human capacity to learn from your environment no matter what your environment is totally so fascinating so interesting and sad, sad in this situation, but but still the learning went on. Like she learned to find food. And when she talks about she ate the berries yes. and then she threw up and then she didn't eat those berries anymore. Like the whole thing is the life learning process. Yep. And our need for connection. Uh, yeah. Where she connected with the baby wolf or mm-hmm. the cub. Yeah. That to me, it's like there's And then not- they remembered each other later. And I mean, this is a wolf. Yeah. Like she loved and cared for and that And it didn't wolf. try to bite her or anything. They were, there and was a bond. Yes. I feel like that is such a nod to like the need for human connection. Like we yeah. need to connect. If there's not a human we're able to connect with, we will find something. To connect with. To connect with. Yeah. And I love that. Like she connected yeah. with the birds by learning the bird songs, uh-huh. which was so cool. Very cool. Like how good she was at that. And I wonder, she didn't know words, but she could sing. Knowing Kristen Hanna and her research capacity, had she studied, and that is something that they found from other children who were in this situation. Like how realistic? What were the things that she took from other cases? took from other cases, and what was fictionalized? It's a good question. I kind of want to know. Like it that made would me be want really to, interesting. Yeah. Because I, I mean, it kind of, she wasn't allowed to say words, right? Every time she spoke, she was, beaten. she was in trouble. So she learned not to, even though she had some language mm-hmm. at the time of abduction, she totally repressed it. Yeah. But she could sing like a bird because that was not words. So she it was a, it was a way to communicate. Mm-hmm. It was a way to use her voice. When she wasn't allowed to use her voice. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like we do, we will reach to in any, all the possibilities we will try for. Right. Our brain is yes. making connections constantly and working for problem solvers. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. Our brains are amazing. Right. 
You're going to put up this block. I'm going to try to find what, what are all I'm the ways think, I can get around it. Yeah. Well, then I can do this or this. Yes. Really cool. Really cool. I, I loved, um, watching that development and I love, Oh, that's the part I want to talk about too, was when they, when they figured out that to give her an opportunity that she could break all of the dream catchers. Oh. Do you remember that yes. part? Yes. So she hated the dream catchers. Right? She yeah. freaked out and screamed and cried about it. There was a definite traumatic reaction to the dream yes. catchers. And she they were making no progress, right? Yeah. And so they decided that we're gonna confront the dream, the dream catchers. catchers. Yes. And when she was able to break and destroy the box full yeah. of dream catchers. That was when they finally were able to make progress. Right. Like, and this, this is over. Done and over. Yes. I don't have to like them. But she but needed, like, I overcame a them. physical, mm-hmm. like, ex- experience of breaking the yeah, breaking catchers. through this fear or breaking through you this You couldn't just something. talk about it. Like, she yeah. needed to, like, have something to I think, do. yeah, and I think it shows like our bodies need a physical reaction to our thoughts. Yeah, that's it's not I always so true. You know, doing something physical to process our emotions, yes. whether it's a walk or crocheting or just something, something like some release, physical release of and something our that traumatic. And oh, that yeah. she could put it all into like the busting of that, like. Mm-hmm. I've loved that part so much. Right. And like the fact that once she was able to demonstrate like letting that go or like ruining it, Mm -hmm. I'm ruining it. Right. Then she was able to actually open her brain up to the idea of that it's okay to speak. Right. Like she couldn't even consider it before that minute. Alice, the little girl. Right. Her brain would not even allow her to go there. Yeah. But once she could like have that moment and the expression of releasing it and saying goodbye and walking away from it and breaking it and destroying it, then it was like, oh no, she wants me to say something. Yeah. And like, I'm going, I have the, I'm, I have the courage to say something. Yeah. Which I really, really liked. I liked it too. That was a, yeah, there was a, that, there was so many things in this book about how our, how we heal. Yes. And it's not all just one prescription. No. It's not one way of healing. There's multiple ways. And it takes, you know, when we go back to like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we have to have shelter, food, like our basic necessities met, and then trust. And and then it builds up from there. And they were really starting at those basic necessities. Yeah. And then building up from there and being able to like one step at a time to make progress. And I'm sure that that would be really frustrating for Julia, the psychiatrist who's caring Mm -hmm. for her, who does care genuinely about her well-being, but also doesn't want her to end up, I think they gave examples of other children who never are able to function in society. Yeah. And not just accepting that. Yeah. Being like, she didn't no, want we that do for more her. for her. 
Yeah. And also the pressure she was getting from the media and the doctors that, well, if she if she's not talking, you're not doing your job. You haven't gotten her to talk yet. And DCFS. Yeah. And this is like not an overnight cure. They would never, like, I just cannot imagine DCFS being like, oh, I'm getting a lot of pressure. If you can't care for her, we'd rather stick her in a hospital. Right. Like what? You take her out of a home, of a home. where she's safe and cared for, receiving care. And put her in and a I'm hospital. The medical like, professional that's, that's saying this is the the time. There is no timeline here. Yeah, this is trauma, and there's no timeline on it. Yeah, it's going to be a slow process, and totally. that's okay. It needs to be okay. Yeah, but like, it I is- don't know how you could put. Okay, I also thought it was very interesting at the end when she went to school. So uh-huh. at the very very end of the book, uh-huh. she goes to school. And it's been time, like time has passed. I don't know how, if they say, do they say how much time has passed? Well, she was going to kindergarten, right? Yes. And so it seems to me like maybe like a year. Right. Okay. Because they had said it was the year before as the season was turning to fall when they found her. So a year later. Okay. And she still isn't really speaking in complete sentences. No, she does not have kindergarten speech. That's for sure. That was my thought was like when she was talking, she was smart. Yeah. And And she was very aware and alert to the things that were happening. And she was, Mm -hmm. she was a good, like obedient child. She could understand, Mm -hmm. but she still had a long ways to go. Definite developmental delays because of her situation. For sure. Like her, she wasn't that talking felt very in realistic. Sentences. Like you couldn't, yeah. you wouldn't expect her to just be like happy kindergarten or going go. off to school. Yeah. 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 Saying all the things. Goodbye, mom. Like, right. no. Yeah. It was like one words like school. I don't know what yeah. it was that I don't she remember said. Either, but, but, but she, and then she was concerned that they would call her wolf girl or something yes. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so her ability to think of what other people, not just, her, mm-hmm, but outside mm-hmm. what other people think of her. And that kind of told me that she's heard other people refer to her as that before. Which would be very heartbreaking. Which is, yeah. But uh, but the response was, yeah, they might. And that's okay. That's There's no, okay. We can't control what they we say. We can't, yeah. But we don't have to let that define who you are. That's not yeah, who that's you not are. that's not who you are. What they say is not who you are. I liked that response I to did it. too. Um, and that the other girls were so cute with her. The, yeah. The other, the co-worker, Cal's daughters, uh-huh. right? Spent time with her. Yeah. And we're just... Taking her and showing yeah. her the ropes and... They weren't letting anything get to them either. Yeah. I think you need a people like that in your lives. Right. What I didn't like about the story... Let's hear it. Okay. We don't need... This is this... And I go back and forth between this issue because, of course, I love a romance. It was unnecessary. But I don't think it's necessary in every book that there's a romance. Like, how realistic is it that then the sister finds someone that she ends up in love with and getting married? And both sisters do. Yeah. Like, uh, it was I too much. done without them connecting. I understand they were going through things, and that's part of character development and and the process of us getting to know them so well of mm-hmm. knowing those ins and outs. But I could have done without the Which personal one? relation. Both. Both. <laughs> yeah. Neither of them needed a romantic yeah. interest. The story could have stood alone without that. Yeah. In my opinion. Totally. And I think it took away. 
From I, I would disagree. have loved to have heard more of the ins and outs of what they're doing with Alice and like language development and speech therapy. And today we did this. We taught her how to tie shoes, put on how to yes. get dressed, like the ins and outs of the days. I for me, no, I don't disagree. I would have loved that. I more. felt like um, at first Ellie, uh-huh. the, the sister who's the police officer, uh-huh. yeah. Um. It, she has her own little backstory thing going on, which and, was a big detailed backstory. And I loved when she realized I'm making this about me, me not them. Like that was a great realization. So I, you can put that backstory in and come to that real. I thought that was beautiful. Totally. Totally. I did like that. Great too. Be a good friend. Yeah. Learn to be a good friend. Listen to others and better yourself. Yep. Like that. Win. Yeah. Win. Totally. Um, I did. I felt like if you were going to write a love story, that on its own could have been a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't. It didn't necessarily feed into this story. No, and enhance it. Absolutely. No. Um, I totally disliked the Max relationship. Yeah, I agree. I. I mean, she needed someone to confide in, right? Like she's a single woman. She's got. She is under a tremendous amount. Of stress in this She's very unusual a traumatic thing and circumstance. then got put into this situation. Yes. Those are both really big Yes, and she loads. doesn't have a close relationship with her sister. Right. Like, they're trying to... They meet. have a shared interest in Alice. Yes. But and I think that they're trying to be good to each other, uh-huh. which, good for them. Yeah. But it's not someone that she can truly lean on. Right. Right. So safely lean on her sister, and you're back in your old town. So reconnecting and having mm-hmm. someone to vent and to. He, right. And she doesn't have a good um, history in this town. She she didn't yeah. always feel safe there. So to have a person who is new, uh-huh. that made sense. Yeah. Right. Like she, he wasn't a part of her past, and that felt like a that was realistic to me. Yeah. But like, why? Why does he need to be the bachelor who sleeps around with everyone that everybody's in love with that is the most handsome man in the world, but doesn't have any interest in any women to be serious with? And now all of a sudden it's you. Yes. Like that to me. I'm like, why do we do that? Yeah. Like, why can't you just have this colleague who is a medical professional who who you can have a deep conversation with Uh and confide in these stresses and emotional fears about the well-being of this child that you both have a vested interest in. Yes. And just let it be that. Better yet, let's have her have a therapist. Ah, uh, let's take care of her mental health. She's been through a lot. She does say she that needs she to saw all that of she this. had therapy. Yeah. At a t- and at some point she did. Not that she does during the book. But that, that would be the perfect confidant to help her process yes. all of this. Not sleeping with the man who sleeps around with everyone in the town. I know. No, I 100%. I didn't love. I, I'm glad that it was a small part of the book. Yeah. Hit him. Max and her. I feel like they only right. interacted a handful of times. It was not very often. And it was right. only yeah. to have like a quick love rendezvous. Right. Good for you. Go for it. Nah, I, just I don't need it. No, I didn't, didn't need to be in the story. It didn't need it. Um, yes, that, and I'm not saying I didn't like this part. I'm just that I didn't love the love part. Sure. Like having relationships in there. Not necessary. Um, 
What did you think of George when he came back? Did you think he really did it? That he had killed his wife? I totally thought he did it. Yeah. First of all. First of all, I agree. But did you feel bad for him? Like, well, what if he is innocent? Um, I mostly hated him. Yeah. I agree. I never liked George. I didn't. I felt like it was always just about him. Him. It was. He never was concerned about her well-being. Right. And I think that they point that out. Like she reiterated and gave so many. Like this (laughs) is where we're at. Like you can't just come and pick her up right now. Yeah. And he called the press. Like who does that to their child? Like over and over, he kept saying, "Like this was about rectifying." his own wrongs Mm -hmm. and like a good human Mm -hmm. (laughs) cares about a child. Like I don't care if it is your child actually. Yeah. This, whether or not the child is yours, you don't put a child through that kind of traumatization for your own well being. Mm -hmm. A good human says, yep, this sucks for me. And he's super wealthy. He could have moved to that town. Yeah. Buy a house next no, door. He was super selfish. Be a, pr- be a part of this therapy and process and slowly integrate yourself into it. Yeah. That's what should have happened. If, I mean, there are. But situ- he only cared about her he just, loving him. How much does this girl love him as her he father? Doesn't remember and me. She doesn't, if yeah. Julia is a part of her care, then she'll always love Julia more. Yeah. Oh, poor you. Boo hoo. I kind right of now, thought the fact that she can that love actually some doesn't human matter. is fantastic. Let's celebrate it. She can love Julia the most always. Oh, yeah. And you can still be her dad. Absolutely. And her caregiver. And maybe take her at slowly integrate into you get her for an hour and then you can take her to a movie and you can like these things need to be a process. But I'm th- I'm thinking through as I'm reading it like what would really happen? A, would she even be in someone's house or would she be in an institution? In the, some kind of an institution, probably in some kind of an institution. If Julia hadn't gotten so connected to her and was just the professional caregiver and therapist, would she have said, oh, here's dad, let's coordinate with therapists in your area and move her back to closer True. to home where you are? Like, Do you think if she were institutionalized in a facility that the person in charge of her like therapy and developmental care wouldn't get attached or that Alice wouldn't get attached to that person. Yeah. That person or group of people. Let's say there was a team. Yeah. Like those would be, I think you would be striving for some attachment. You're working on attachment. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, no, it's true. Like, yeah, it probably was intensified because she was living in her home, yeah. but I think she would still be attached and which to is her the caregivers. Goal. Yeah, I agree. It would be really hard to follow both, you know? Yeah. It's not black and white. No. Yeah. It isn't. I I was shocked that he brought her back. Like, he seemed so egotistical. Like, yeah. It was the one thing that he did for her benefit. But was it really for her benefit or he couldn't handle it? Yeah, it was probably that too. I think he couldn't handle it because I was actually disappointed. Not that he brought her back, but he brought her back and then just was like, she's yours. I'm Washed out of my here. hands of her. And he went back home and he would send things and it talks about later on. But 
no, you bring her back and say, you were right. I'm I sorry. I need to stay here. I will get a place in town and be a part of this and stay here. But no, he just brought her back and then was gone. Yeah. Well, he, was, it, he wasn't he was a good father even before. before. Yeah. Like, it talks about how they fought and fought and life was And he was always really gone. Really bad at he home. He was having affairs and she was having affairs. Like, and- what kind of parent oh. are you being? Yeah. And I get it. Parenting is hard. And there's lots of different ways to be a parent. And I think a majority of people do the very best that they can. Absolutely. I really believe that. And, I do too. And and so he's the doing best the best they know how. Yes. And so he's doing the best. But I don't think that there was ever much consideration for yeah. the child. And he also was trying to paint what, I mean, this, the world was looking at him as a murderer. Yes. So if he gets his daughter back, and I can his imagine. image... Yes, to the world would possibly would change. And that's not the right reason to get your daughter back. But he, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. All the things, mm-hmm. right? That's a tricky situation. Totally. A little bit tricky. It was really fascinating. And it did keep me like thinking and thinking and thinking. Like all throughout yeah. the book. Like, oh my gosh, what would that even be like? What would I do? What yes. wrote, What do I think would be the right way to handle this kind of situation? Anyway, I agree. I thought it was super interesting. I there was so much discussion about taking Alice back into the woods. Yeah, to like find where she was staying. So very worried that she would regress. Right. Right. Or but then when they traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. When they actually did take her in, I actually I loved how calm she was. Yeah. In the forest, and she was just, she knew her way. She felt very peaceful. She had her Felt peaceful to me. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was just, I thought it was really right. She didn't go Uh into the camp or the cave wherever she was being held, and and she was okay. Like I felt, I I felt so peaceful. And show you where I came from. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it ended up being, and I I loved that moment in the forest. It was a small part. But it did feel like, okay, now we've come full circle. And I hope that this allows her to like close the door yeah. fully. Cause now, right. Walk away she from it. She came back to the scene. Mm-hmm. Everybody, it gave so many answers. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I can walk away and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I have these people who are walking away with me. I'm not by myself. Totally. Poor little baby. Oh my gosh. 18 months. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. I can't even, and I know things, awful things happen in our world all the time, but goodness. Stop it. Yeah. Let's be kind. Just stop it. Let's just be nice to everyone. Don't hurt people. (laughs) No. Anyway, good book. That was a good. That was a good one. Yeah. Good book club pick. I agree. I really liked it. I got through it really quick. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing her level of writing and where it's come now, like seeing the beginnings. Yeah. Yeah. Lots to think about and talk about. Thanks for listening along. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Please. Um, send us a message. Yeah. You can email us at this is your book club podcast at gmail.com. Please rate and subscribe. Share with your friends. And thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.